Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Jessica Janae podcast. It's your girl, Jessica Janae, and I'm so excited for this brand new episode of our new series, Cultivating Her, right? Um, remember that our anchor scripture for this uh, series or this season, I should say, is Proverbs 14 and 1. Every wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hand. So, I don't want to be too long-winded, so we're going to jump right in. But y'all know last time I opened up with prayer, and I want to definitely continue that. So, Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this new week, God. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in front of us and behind the scenes, God. Although we may not be able to see always what you're doing, God, we know that you are working on our behalf. You're working for our good. You're working for your glory, oh God. And if it isn't good, that means that you're not done yet. And so, God, we will rest in the that you're still fighting for us. You're still working on our behalf. You're still moving on our behalf. And you're still putting things in place for us, oh God, because everything that concerns us definitely concerns you. And so God, we just thank you today, God. I pray that you will place your hand over my mouth and fill it with your words, oh God. Words that your daughters and even your sons who may listen to this episode will need, oh God, that will impact them, that will transform them, oh God, that will, will renew their hope, oh God, and renew their strength in you, God. Daddy, I thank you for trusting me. I thank you for this word that I'm about to deliver, oh God. And I just pray, Daddy, that it be exactly um, what the person that needs it needs. And so, God, we thank you. We bless you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And so, y'all, we are in a new series. Um, really focusing on cultivating her. And when I say her, I'm talking about the version of you, the heavenly version of you that earth needs to experience. There is a higher version of you that God is cultivating you to be. And last week we talked about um imposter syndrome and self-sabotage. And I just want to give a huge shout out to all the women who have been tagging me on social media, who have been texting me, DMing me, just sharing um their their thoughts and their 
their responses, I guess, to um, last week's episode. And I want to give a huge shout out to my girl, Jakana, for leaving a review. So y'all don't forget, yeah, I want y'all to message me. I want y'all to tag me up on Instagram, but make sure that you're also leaving a review because the more reviews we have, the more ratings that we have, of course, that means that um, it will position the podcast to be seen by more people. So make sure that after today's episode that yes, you take Take a screenshot and you tag your girl at Just Cultivating, but that you also um, that you also rate and leave a review because I really need that. So again, shout out to Jakana and shout out to all of my other girls, um, even Kanisha for tagging me on Instagram and just giving me her feedback. So shout out to y'all. I love y'all so much, but let's jump right in. Um, again, last week we talked about self-sabotaging and imposter syndrome. And today we are going to be talking about something that I was like, God, I don't want to talk about this, right? Because again, I shared in last week's episode that I already knew what we were going to be discussing today. Um, but I am in a space in a state of really trying to live a life of surrendering. That's what we're talking about today. And God told me that I needed to talk about surrender. And the reason why I didn't want to necessarily talk about surrendering is because I'm still I'm currently walking through this, right? And I told God, God, I don't, I don't feel comfortable just yet talking about that. And every time I don't feel comfortable talking about something because I'm currently going through it, God always brings me back to Moses, right? Because Moses was not already freed. He was not already in the promised land. I know we, although we know he never made it to the promised land, he wasn't already in the promised land. And God told him to go back and get the Israelites to lead them into the promised land. He was right there with them. And so God said, Jessica, the same way Moses was with the Israelites when I told them to, told him to lead them out of bondage and slavery into the promised land, although you're currently going through the process of really understanding what a lifestyle of surrender, surrendering looks like, you still have a word to give. I still have something to say through you to my other daughters and even some of my sons um, about surrendering. And so I, I want you to do that. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about today because becoming the woman that God cultivating her and becoming that woman that God is calling you to be is going to require you to surrender. It's going to require you to let go of some things that you thought were permanent. It's going to require you to let go of the way that you thought life should go. It's going to require you sometimes to let go of your own will and your way. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's going to require you to stop trying to be the Lord over your life and really let the real Lord be the Lord over your life, right? And not just one part of your life, but in every area of your life. Because how many of you know that sometimes it's super easy to give God control over certain parts of our life? Um, but there are certain areas or other areas, I should say, where it's like, okay, God, I'm going to pray about it, but I'm still going to do what I feel is best. So I am currently in a space where I am practicing surrendering to God because it's like, God, I've tried everything on my own. I've done it my way. I've attempted to do it my way. And unlike the Usher song, baby, I can't have it my way. And so I have literally been in a season where I am 
surrendering to God. And it's so uncomfortable and it's causing me relationships. It's causing me to really lose control of certain areas of my life that I thought I once had control of, right? And so today I just want to talk about that because again, becoming the woman that God is calling you to be, the heavenly version of you, the higher version of you that God has predestined you to be, is going to require you to surrender. And not play, play surrender, but fully surrender. So I want to start off by looking at the two kinds of surrender to God's will. And so we have passive surrender, which is the acceptance of what is. Maybe it's an illness, a job loss, a crisis that we may be experiencing with our loved ones. We acknowledge painful emotions like sorrow or anger. And we also let God take us through those emotions to a place where our mind, emotions, and will line up to accept the painful situation. We don't give up in the sense of despair sparing, ceasing to look for solutions or ceasing to pray, but rather we come to a place where we trust God to meet our deepest needs, whatever happens. And so I'm going to be transparent. There is a situation that I have been praying on and believing God for, and it said it felt like nothing was changing. And so literally about two weeks ago, I called my dad and I just had an honest conversation with him. Like, Daddy, um, when it comes to this particular situation, I honestly feel like I'm just going to let it go. In regards to like, I'm going to stop worrying myself about it. I'm going to stop stressing about it. I'm going to stop allowing it to be an idol because I found myself constantly thinking about it. And I said, you know what? It's not that I doubt God is going to do something because God gave me a promise on that matter. But because I don't see him moving at the rate that I want him to move, I've been trying to like... I've been literally making myself sick because I've been trying to figure out how I can handle it myself. And my daddy told me, he said, Jessica, I'm so glad to hear that because once you fully release it from your hands, you allow God or you allow, you make space or you make room for God to really blow your mind. And so this is for somebody that has been praying and believing God to maybe change the situation or to bring something about I want you to get to a place or I pray that you get to a place where you truly, truly surrender it to God, right? Because if you're like me, you may have something in your life that has been keeping you up at night or when you wake up, you think about it. That's the first thing you think about, right? And what we've done unintentionally is making it, we've made it an idol, right? And we made that thing that that's really small to a big God. We've made it a giant in our natural eyes. And so I really pray and I really encourage you to ask God to really help you release that thing because like my daddy said that once you really let that thing out of your hands and place it in God's hand not just with your mouth but when your mind your heart and your actions get into one accord and in agreement that God is going to work it out the way that he sees fit right and that God is going to meet our deepest needs no matter what happens no matter what it looks like in the natural we allow space or we make space or we make room for God to really blow our minds. And so that's passive surrender. Then we have active surrender, right? And I'm going to put in the show notes where I um pulled these from. All right, so active surrender is the decision to take action in accord with what we believe God wants us to do despite acts or sorry, despite risk and cost. It often involves moving from a situation that feels relatively safe to one full of unknowns. It can be harder than passive surrender because we genuinely have the option of avoiding the tough situation. It's easier to accept what we can avoid than to accept what we can't avoid. 
Um, in Gethsemane, Jesus surrendered actively to the Father's will. He could have avoided the cross, but he chose not to, right? And so that's something that I'm doing now is actively surrender. One of the most, I feel like, most powerful but yet scariest prayers of God, if this is not for me, take it away. And that's what I've done. And it has caused like a ripple effect, right? And I told somebody that I ran into the other day, like, God seems to not be answering my prayers that's focused on like, God, I want this. God, I want that, right? But them prayers that God has been answering quickly over the past few weeks has been my surrender type prayers. Like, God, if it's not for me, take it away. God, give me a sign as to what your will is. Or God, give me clarity to what your will is. God, all of my prayers that have been aligned with me losing control, aligned with me, I feel like losing my power in a sense, right, have been the prayers that God has been um answering quicker than the prayers where it's just like, I want this. I want that. Give me this. Give me that. Right. And so I really want us to dive deep into surrendering because what happens is that the enemy lies to us and tells us that the risk of surrender is too high for the reward for surrender. Let me say that again. The enemy will lie to us and tell us and make us believe that the risk of surrender is too high for the reward for surrender, right? And it makes me think about the Israelites going back earlier when I was talking about Moses, how they were so afraid of what the promised land looked like that they were willing to go back into bondage, right? How many of you are right now in a space where you know God is calling you to move? And I'm not talking about physically moving from one city to another city or to a state from a state. My God is calling you to let something go. He's calling you to put something down. But because what's on the other side of you, putting that down or letting that thing go is scary and it's unknown and you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So you don't really have no control over the situation. Because of that, because of that scaring you, you're holding on tightly to something that God says that you, that it's not for you. You're holding on to something tightly that you know has expired, right? And so if we're not careful, we will begin to believe the enemy of the lie or the lie of the enemy that tells us that the risk of surrender is higher than the reward for surrender. And if we buy into this lie, it will start to affect us as if it were in fact true. And the idea of surrender will then become warped and mis- um, misrepresented in our hearts and our minds. OK, so what, let's look at what surrender is not. Let's look at what surrender is not. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what surrendering looks like. And I'm going to give you all some practical steps. And then we're going to go about our day and our week. So surrender is not giving in. Because when you give in, the focus is still on you. When we think of giving in, it's the picture of someone who is resigned to their fate. And so surrender does not mean that you've given up on a situation. In my honest opinion, it just means that, God, I understand that my strength has ran out. I understand that my power has ran out or the power that I thought I had. So, God, let me give it to you because you have the answer to all questions. You have the solution to all of my problems. God, you know the beginning to the end and you're right there in the middle with me. God, so let me give this to you. Does it mean that I'm giving up? No. It's just that I believe God's solutions over my own. It just believes that I, I, it just means that I believe that God has an answer to the questions that I have. It means that God has clarity for the confusion that I may find myself in. So surrender is not giving up. Number two, surrender is not, um, 
I'm sorry, surrender is not giving in. But number two, surrender is not giving up. Like, what do you do when you no longer want to participate in something, right? So just because you're surrendering, it doesn't mean that you're giving into the situation. It doesn't mean that you're giving up on the situation. You just decided that God can handle this way better than I can try to handle it on my own. I love the saying that basically God can do more with what I release than what I can do with what I hold on to tightly, right? Number three, surrender is not the idea of having tried all other options and when nothing seems to be working, decided to give up. Don't let surrendering to God be your last resort. Like, God, I tried it all because I've done that before, right? Like the situation I spoke about earlier where I talked to my dad, like, I've tried everything else. So don't be like me. Like, make surrender your first resort. God, before I even stress about this, I'm going to surrender it to you. God, before I even make this decision, I'm going to surrender it to you. God, before I take any steps forward or any steps backward, I'm going to surrender it to you. Don't make surrendering your last resort because surrender is not the idea of having tried all other options. And when nothing seems to be working, you decided to give up, okay? Um, number four, surrender is not the giving up that one party does in a war when they lose and realize that there is no chance of winning. All right. So surrendering is not meaning like, oh, I lost this battle. Let me just give it up. No, God has already told us that we have the victory. And what happens is because we're not seeing him move in the natural sometimes or the situation or things may not be working out the way that we want it to work out or we want those things to work out. We feel like we're losing. But I want you to stop what you're doing right now. And I want you to mouth to yourself or say out loud, I already have the victory. Say it again. I already have the victory. And I pray that as you listen to today's episode or this week's episode, whenever you do listen to it, that no matter what you're going through, that you continuously remind yourself, remind your mountain, remind that thing that seems like it's a giant when it really isn't. Remind those things that you have already won the victory. God, I don't know how you're going to work it out, but I know that it's already been worked out. God, I don't see what you're doing in the natural, but spiritually, I know that you're already working it out on my behalf. God, in fact, before I even knew about it in the natural, you had already started working it out on my behalf spiritually. All right. I felt myself like getting happy just now. Okay. Because I want you to understand that surrendering is so necessary. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it does not feel good. Okay. I'm the first one to tell you, but it's so necessary. So again, surrendering is not giving in. It's not giving up, okay? It's not the idea of having tried all the other options and now you're just going to, it's like, I don't got nothing else to do but surrender. But sometimes God will get you there. Sometimes God will take you through the process of allowing you to think that you can handle it on your own because he's like, okay, I'm gonna let you exalt all of those quote-unquote resources. I'm going to let you exhaust yourself, not exhaust yourself, exhaust yourself. And then when you come to me and you see how I worked it out, probably quicker than you worked it out trying to do what you're doing, okay? The Surrender is not that. But what surrender is or what it should be is a giving over of ourselves to God. The focus is no longer on you or on myself, but it's just to the one you are giving over to. 
All right. So surrendering shifts our focus from ourselves to God. I even want to go a little deeper than that and say surrendering shifts our focus from our problems and the things that burden us. It shifts our focus over to God. Okay. It's not a reactive act, but it's a proactive process. So again, don't be like me. I've had situations where I wait to the last minute or I try to exhaust all of my other options or what I think are options. And then when nothing else works, it's like, okay, now God, I'm handed over to you. So again, surrendering is not reactive. Don't let your surrendering be a reactive act, but let it be a proactive process. You don't do it in order to avoid defeat, but in fact, you do it in order to secure that victory. Again, I want you to repeat after me, I already have the victory in this, right? I already have the victory in this. So here are a few steps to surrender. Number one, I want you to understand that surrendering will be messy sometimes. Okay, prepare to be uncomfortable. This has been one of the most uncomfortable seasons that I'm currently walking through. And it is because I am literally taking it day by day, moment by moment out here, just trusting God like God, I don't I'm not certain about anything right now because I don't want to be certain because if I feel like I'm too certain of myself or certain of a situation that I won't make space for you to do what only you can do so be prepared to be uncomfortable and I know it's scary and I can feel it in my spirit that there are some of you who know that God is calling you to surrender certain things or certain people but you're afraid of being afraid you're afraid of being uncomfortable you're afraid of what's on the other side of you releasing what God is calling you to release but let me tell you something God will never ask you to give up something that he doesn't have something better waiting for you. I truly believe that. I believe that God is not going to ask us to give up something where he doesn't have a better option for us or a better thing for us. So I want you to rest in that, that if God is asking you to give up something, whether it's a situation, a person, an outcome that you wanted, believe and rest and trust that God has something better just something better on the other side of you being obedient, okay? Number two, be honest about your struggles. Like I have been having some conversations with God, random conversations with God in the shower, using the bathroom, right? Um, Getting ready for work in the morning, even late at night, like wherever I'm at, if I start to feel uncomfortable and I start to struggle with the part of my life that I'm um, surrendering, I have those conversations with God. I say, God, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm scared about this or God, this is how I'm feeling about that. Like I trust you, but I want to be honest about my struggles because what happens is if we are not honest about our struggles, the enemy will sneak in and try to use those struggles against us. And that takes me into number three, which is live through those struggles and not around them. Don't avoid the struggles, but ask God to help you to discover his purpose in those struggles, right? And so when we are honest with God, we we allow space again making room making space for God to really deal with us and really work things out for us and really do a work in us but when we try to cover it up when we try to go around the struggle when we try to go around the process it really doesn't get us anywhere um somebody once told me Jessica you have to respect that there's a process to the, the process Yeah, you got to respect the process, but you also got to respect the process of the process because a process does not always look like how you feel like it should look, nor is it going to feel how you want it to feel. 
right? And so the best thing that you can do is be honest about those areas of your life that you're surrendering to God and the the emotions that come with them. I'm not telling you not to feel them because I feel them. I let myself feel my emotions, but I also go to God and I also wait for him to remind me of his truth and remind me of what his word says. And that's why it's important, girlfriend, to be in your word. Listen, this is not in my notes, but I want you to understand this, that becoming the woman that God is calling you to be is going to have to, it's going to require more from you. Last season, you were probably able to eat the breadcrumbs of your favorite social media influencer, right? You probably was able to eat the breadcrumbs of your online pastor. But in this season, it's going to require you to open up your Bibles yourself. It's going to require you to sit at the presence of God or the feet of God for yourself. Yes, use those resources. Listen to those podcasts. Listen to a sermon by Sarah Jake Roberts. Listen to those um those sermons by, I don't know, Dr. Darius Daniels. Listen to those sermons by whomever you listen to. I'm just throwing people out there, but whoever you listen to, listen to them, right? Look at those 30, 60, 90 second reels from your favorite um, Christian influencer, right? Take the resources, use those, but God has caused you to live off of more than just breadcrumbs so don't let you just be watching a sermon on youtube be it don't let you just be watching one of my reels and taking what i say um god told me to share and that be it yeah use those resources but get in your word we too grown not to be in our word we're too grown to be dependent on a 30 second 60 second and 90 second reel to transform our lives Yes, God can speak through other people, but God can also directly speak to you. And I'm not saying this to beat anybody up, but I'm saying this because the enemy is busy, but God is busier. And what the enemy will try to do is try to make you think that that's enough. God wants quality, yes, over quantity. I'm sorry. Yeah, God wants quality over quantity, right? So I'm not saying you need to be sitting at an hour for an hour reading your word. Now, that's your thing. That's your thing, right? I'm not saying you got to just sit and meditate and be quiet for five hours straight. That's not what I'm saying. Because again, I believe that God um, honors quality over quantity. But what I'm saying is we are too grown to just be eating the, the breadcrumbs from other people's relationship with God especially when God says, I have a seat at the table just for you. I want to have an intimate relationship with you. And so in this season, get in your word. <laughs> Even if you have to start um, by just reading a Bible plan, doing a Bible plan a week, like I really encourage you to start by spending 15 minutes in your word every morning. But it's going to require you to know God's truth because when you're surrendering to God, the enemy is going to try to make you doubt that what God told you is going to happen is going to happen. He's going to try to make you doubt that God's promises also apply to you in your life, right? He's going to try to make you doubt that God has you on his mind. But that's where you come and you defeat him with God's word. And number four, a new day requires a new yes. I have to tell God yes every day. I have to surrender certain things to God every day because yesterday 
I'm asking yes, and it was an easy yes, but today it may not be that easy, but I have to be intentional about saying, God, I trust you with this. God, I trust you with it. God, I don't see what you're doing. I don't even feel like I'm hearing from you, but God, I give this to you because I'm not going to be moved by my feelings, but I'm going to stand on your truth. And so a new day requires a new yes. So every morning that you wake up, I really encourage you to say, God, yes. God, I surrender and will fill in the blank. God, I also surrender and fill in the blank. So a new day requires not only a new yes, but it also requires um, a new act of surrendering, okay? And number five, this goes back to um, the enemy really trying to get to you through your struggles when it comes to surrendering. It's wear your armor, how do we wear our armor? We stay in prayer, worship, and praise, right? We we make those things a lifestyle. We make prayer a lifestyle. We make worship a lifestyle. We make praise a lifestyle. Those aren't things we just pull out every now and then. These aren't things that we pull out when our paycheck looks a little funny. These aren't things that we pull out only when somebody's hurt our feelings. This isn't. These aren't things that we pull out only when we're being attacked. These are things that we should have daily that should we should be utilizing daily right so prayer fasting but also like i said earlier digging into god's word all right digging into god's word so sis girlfriend and i'm i've been kind of like not saying sis so much i saw this post this girl was saying how she feels disrespected when people she doesn't know call her sis and i was like hmm I wonder if other people feel that way because to me, I call a good bit of people sis, but I don't call everybody friend, right? And so it just made me think like, hmm. So now I've been calling people girlfriend because I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody by saying sis. But so girlfriend, I want you to understand that um, surrendering is necessary in this season. And I feel like if you are listening to this week's episode it is intentional and it's because you know deep down that God is calling you to surrender some things today he's calling you to surrender parts of your life to him today and so I really ask or encourage you to go in prayer even if you don't know go to God in prayer and say God what is it that I need to surrender what have I made an idol that I just need to place at the feet of you God Give me wisdom on what it is that you want me to surrender, but also wisdom on how to walk that surrendering out, how to walk out a lifestyle of surrender. Because my lifestyle of surrender could look completely different from yours, right? And yours could look completely different from mine. It could also look different from those reels you'll be watching where they're talking about surrender. So that's why it's important for you to really lean in and understand that God can talk to you too. Yes, God will speak through people, but in this season, God is calling his daughters to really get in his word and to seek them, seek him, excuse me, for himself. I mean, for yourself. So I want to leave you with this. Um, I guess it's kind of like an affirmation or more so, more so like a short prayer, but it says, Lord, I let go of my desires in exchange for your will, your way, 
and your purpose for my life. Let me say that again. Lord, I let go of my desires in exchange for your will, your way, and purpose for my life. Listen, I know that surrendering isn't easy, but I'm not going based off of how I feel, because I feel it isn't easy, easy, but I know that God can do way more with the things that I surrender that I can do on my own by holding on to those things tightly. So, and we know that obedience is better than sacrifice. And so if you know today that God has been calling you to surrender some things to him, I pray that you do it. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it might cause some confusion. Yes, it may cause you to, I don't know, have some anxiety. But trust that God is greater than all of those things. And that whatever he's asking you to release, it's because he has something better for you. And I also wanted to add, surrender is a a sign of faith. Are you going to believe in yourself more than you believe in God. And when I say that, a lot of times I feel like we're saying, God, I believe more in myself and my ability when we hold on tightly to things that we shouldn't be holding on to more than God, I trust you with this thing that I'm releasing. I hope that makes sense. So I am praying with you. I'm praying for you. And as I walk out this lifestyle, this season of surrender, whatever God gives me and he grants me permission to share with y'all, I'm going to do that because I'm right along with y'all. I'm surrendering with y'all. I got to give God a new yes, a new level of surrender every single day, every single day. So don't forget to Understand that surrendering will be messy sometimes. It's going to be uncomfortable. You may disappoint some people because some of the people that you're connected to may be what you have to surrender. All right. Um, be honest about your struggles with the surrendering. Um, and don't try to move around the struggles, but live through them and allow God to show you his purpose within those struggles, right? And don't forgive God a new yet to give God a new yes every day. And don't forget to wear your armor, those things be in prayer. Make fasting a lifestyle, make prayer a lifestyle, make reading God's word and meditating on God's word a lifestyle. And um, Travis Green, he always says, you can't just read the Bible, but you got to read the Bible. Okay. So make it Make it a lifestyle, right? Just like I used to read those Zane books that y'all would sneak from your mom and your grandma and you would take it to middle school and read it during classes. I need you to be in your word like that. And maybe that's not your story, but that's my story because I definitely used to sneak my mama uh, urban books to school in middle school, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) But again, I pray that today's episode bless you. And I pray that you will make surrendering to God and surrendering the different areas of your life, a lifestyle that you will not make it just, uh, don't make it a reactive act but make surrendering a proactive process. And again, Lord, today we let go of our 
own desires in exchange for your will, your way, and your purpose for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all, I pray that this episode bless you. Don't forget to leave a review, rate today's podcast. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend or two. Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. And don't forget to take a screenshot and post this to your story and tag your girl at Just Cultivating, J-E-S-S-C-U-L-T-I-V-A-T-I-N-G. All right. I love y'all. And I will see y'all back here for a brand new episode of the Jessica Janae podcast. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>